You are, you are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. So super excited to welcome Ariel Garten, Damon John, Tim Kennedy, Gary Vaynerchuk, Christy Whitman, Dale Comstock, Garland Vance, Dr. Noah St. John, Eric Huberman, Fred Joyle, James Altucher, Joe Foster, John Madsen, Vinnie Shorman, Randy Garn, Cheyenne Shan, Stephen Cutler, JT Fox, Dima Gowie. Making Gary. bank. Thank yeah, you for coming baby. on, buddy. What do you think the number one reason uh, people don't get close to achieving their hopes and dreams? Because, I mean, you get a lot of people that are dreaming and they, you yeah. know. And well, the just- first of all, the first reason is they they negotiated with themselves that they're not worth it. Um, mm. But also, they also don't know really why they're doing it. Why okay. do they get to that goal? You know, do you want to do a company because you really want to change and help people's lives or you want to just see your face up in lights? Those are two different things True. and nothing's oh, yeah. wrong with either one of them. Right. Right. I, you know, I've been using this lately. Um, when I know people that say, I want to be a millionaire. And I want to make a million dollars. All right. Well, what will you do with the million dollars? Will you buy, uh, as I tell people, will you buy one Bugatti or will you buy income producing homes? Will you go move to another country where you can live off the land for $30,000 a year for 10 years, $300,000 there. Then you put $700,000 in the market and you also help save the sea turtles. What are you going to do? Right. right? And, and a lot of people don't know, really don't know their why. Why are they doing it? Are they doing it because they want their names up in life? Because society has made them feel like they should mm. do it? Because their parents really pushed them to do it? And a lot of people don't know their why. And when they go into a negotiation, a lot of times they don't really know their ass. They're, they're so busy saying, I want to get to the table and I want to do a deal. But what is, your, what, is your, what is your willingness to do it or not? Where is your line in the sand? You know what I mean? Right. What goes through your mind? Kind of what are your strategies mm-hmm. that have helped you excel over the last several years? Growing, um, you know, eight-figure-plus businesses, mm-hmm. connecting with hundreds of thousands of people all around the world. Yeah, yeah. I think the number one thing, like I, I love your show and I love listening to that, that mindset conversation. And the number one thing is having that mindset of service. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Period. There, there, there is nothing else. People say, well, you know, it's, it's this or it's hunger or it's motivation or it's all that. And those are super important. I teach those. Sure. Right. But those unattached to service won't get you out of bed for 10 years. It's going to take to break through. Mm-hmm. They won't get you out of bed when the day sucks, when the business fails, when the campaign didn't work, when you get fired. Right. Like you have to have that thing of like, what do I want to give? What, like what's the service I want to provide to my, mm. whether it's my customer or the world. So for some people that service is, I want to make a difference. I want to change the world. Some sure. people it's like, I just want to help people. So for some people it's like, oh, I really, I'm passionate about giving them this tool or this product. Right. But if you are unclear about your service that you want to give, that is explaining why you are lacking the self-discipline on Wednesday to keep going. How, you know, how do you continue to operate at such a high level of performance? I mean, gratitude. travel in 40 gratitude. 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 I'm just so grateful. And it just drives the crap out of me. Like, I don't know, like, I got to be a person. Like, I really, yeah. I know you guys, some of you have heard that. Like, 
the math around becoming a human being is so insane. Yeah. And then, so wait a minute, you're telling me that I got to be a human and I got to be a white man in America? I believe that every white man that lives in America should be put in jail if they complain. That is my new belief. That is a law that I would like to pass. If you were a white man in America, you've literally won the universe. You've won it. For sure. You've won the universe lottery. Shut the fuck up. Like, like, Like everybody else should complain more than you. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> what? I'm right. I'm right. Like, 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 you didn't figure... I don't want to hear it from you. You didn't, you didn't figure out to be born in America. Like, you just were born, and you were white, and you're in America. You won. So I'm hungry and driven and excited and happy because I know the... I can feel in my soul the alternative, which is almost everything else. Almost every other human being almost every other animal. Like, I don't want to be a giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not the best. Like, every human won that game. If you were the most poor human minority in, in a very small village in the middle of nowhere, you beat the giraffe. So you mentioned motivation isn't really, a, but it's more about discipline. Maybe expand on that a little because everybody's always like, there's the motivational speakers out there, yeah. and there's, oh yeah, I gotta get motivated and get out there today. Yeah. I go do these motivational, <laughs> like people pay me to come in as a motivational right. speaker, you know, and I come in, I was like, all right, so I got great news, I got not so great news. The great news is I'm here and you guys are here and we're going to have fun. The not so great news is this is not going to be motivational. <laughs> I'm going to talk about discipline. I'm going to talk about regimen. If you don't do these things, you're all going to fail mm-hmm. and you're just here wasting your time. So if you don't think that you're capable of discipline or the regimen that goes along with discipline, get up and leave. And there's like, I'm sorry, what? You know, like... <laughs> To the level of extreme ownership, do you need to wake up at 4.30 in the morning? No. Um, Is there, I don't think anybody could look at my life and be like, that guy is not the most psychotic disciplined person. Um, From calendar to workouts to my shooting to like grappling, I apply that formula to whatever I'm doing and Mm. there's success in it, period. And so maybe let's break down that formula a little bit because I mean, discipline and I mean, what I mean, how is that to you and how do you apply that? Yeah, I mean, if, if you just like, I've actually never Googled the word discipline. <laughs> I, mean, I can think of a bunch of synonyms, but like discipline is, um, is a process and a commitment or a commitment to a process. Okay, sure. And um, purpose helps with that right. personality helps with that you know but but really discipline is it's what can i do to ensure from point a to point z all the 24 letters in between stay on course stay on track mm. what were some of those like maybe like your two biggest takeaways from delta that you've applied whether it's in your life whether it's in business that really moved you forward or moved the needle for you and i remember it was Colonel Garrison at the time, he was a Delta Force commander, and he's in the movie Black Hawk Down. He came, he came to the squadron, and he said, he gave us a little, kind of like a little motivational speech. And he said, because, you know, the way you guys are selected, the whole process, he goes, there's absolutely nothing any of you cannot do, either collectively or unilaterally in this world. He goes, and he gave us some examples, right? And so that was always impressed upon us, and we all believe that, there's nothing we can't do because we have this mindset. We have just to get to the organization. 
you had to have a certain mindset. And so I've always, I've always had carried that mindset with me wherever I go in the world. And uh, I actually live by the old army model when I uh, recruiting model uh, model when I first uh, came in the military and it was be all that you can be. And so whenever I see an opportunity and I see something that inter- might be interesting, and I might like to try it. I always tell myself, be all that you can be, just be all that you can be, do it. You know, if you don't like it, so what? At least you tried it, but do be all that you can be. So I never bypass opportunities because I feel like maybe, you know, I'm not worthy or I don't have the experience. It's all baloney, man. You can do anything you want in the world. If you want to do it, you can do it. So um, I had that confidence because of the organization, because what was always beaten into our heads, that we can do anything we want in this world. We, you know, we had this mindset that, uh, and it's and it's true. Most of us have gotten out of the service and started our own companies, been very successful in, in the civilian culture because of just that mindset. We can do anything we want to do we, and, and believe it. What the research found is that there's five steps to help you go from okay. stressed out and overwhelmed and exhausted to what I call purposeful, productive, and peaceful. Okay. And the first step is you have to decide to get unbusy. So what most people have done is that they've unintentionally drifted into a really busy life. And when they take a take, you know, a step back and look at it, they can see all of these areas of their life that they've just unintentionally drifted into an unhappy life. And so the first thing that you've got to do is you have to decide that busyness isn't worth it. And for me, that was a really hard, hard, hard decision sure. because one of the things that I, I was committed to being a type A personality, like I really like being a type A personality, but I didn't want to do it in a way that was killing me. And so that was the, for me the decision that I had to make. And I think that's what if if you're listening to this and you're sitting there saying, I'm busy, I'm overcommitted. Now, what do I do about it? The first thing you've got to do is decide busyness isn't worth it. There's got to okay. be another way. And once that decision is made, then the other pieces can fall into place. What were some of kind of the big kind of takeaways you learned growing up that you've been able to pass through and utilize today? I went to a really alternative hippie school that basically to their own uh, regret probably taught me to the lack of the, to frankly question authority, not respect it. So I grew up not ever thinking that someone was above me or that anyone was better than anyone else, including myself. So it wasn't sure. the other way, which meant that like, there was never a room I was in that I felt out of place. There was never a situation where I felt like, oh my God, like I don't get starstruck often once in a while. Right. But it's so when I started building my business, like even like my last businesses, I was young, but even with Hawk, I started at 26 and okay. I've been selling, you know, multi-billionaires on why I could do their marketing. And I never had a thought, a doubt in the world, like the whole imposter syndrome. That's imposter right. syndrome. There you go. <laughs> and so when you deal with it and I'm like, I, I don't, not because I don't think that it's crazy that I am where I am, but because I realize everyone's an imposter. So like, who gives a shit? Like everyone's figuring it out. Everyone's, no right. one's that smart. Like, you know, we, and do I re- have more knowledge in marketing than most people? Yep. And especially at this point, but even when I was starting, I built three digital companies. I knew more about digital than almost anyone that was coming to me. So I had no problem stick, you know, having the confidence there, which served me massively. What was maybe like one key component, whether it was mentorship or who you surround yourself with, that's really helped you, um, you know, continue to be able to climb and stay with it and grow. Right. So in addition to um, making sure, you know, again, you have to be physically healthy. If you're sick in bed, right. you can't start a company. If you don't surrender to the things you can't control, you'll be too busy trying to argue on Twitter or whatever it is that you're not controlling well. 
Um, and, and, you know, so assuming you've got that, all that, for me, I call it a daily practice of making sure I've checked the box on all four of those items. Really the most important thing for me is exercising the idea muscle, the muscle in your brain, the part of your brain where you come up with, where you're creative and you come up with ideas and you connect the dots in society to figure out how you can contribute to it. That's a muscle and it needs to be exercised. Most people think, I'm just going to wait till ideas hit me like lightning. Sure. And you can't do that because you you won't, your idea muscle will have atrophied. So when the good idea comes along, it's just going to, it's just going to skip right over you. You won't, you won't be able to recognize it. So the way you exercise that idea muscle, there's lots of ways, but the way I do it is every single day, um, I take, every single day I take a waiter's pad and I write 10 ideas down. Mm. So uh, and I've been doing that, I would say, on and off since 2002 when I first wow. found a box of waiters' pads. <laughs> and I will say in 2002, just the process of doing that saved my life. Like that was when I was the most depressed, the most considering killing myself. And I started writing these – I wrote my first idea list down. And I felt – for the first time in in two years, I felt like – excited like thing i felt it like things started connecting in my brain and after a few weeks of doing it it was like my brain was on fire and because my idea muscle had been activated and it had never had been really activated before and, and of course the older you get the more you have to exercise it like with anything else what were some of the other things that you've brought on from a mindset perspective that have helped you get you know to you know, build you know with where Reebok got to. Well, I think when it comes to a mindset, I think that once you uh, once you can see that uh, other people like your product, other people are willing to work, yeah, you know, it, it is that's the spur that goes on. If people have said, "No, we don't like Reebok," no, but but that wasn't there. You know, everybody seemed to right. love the name, love the culture, and we had a tremendous culture within the company. Mm. Everybody was in love with the company, and everybody was working in the same direction. Yeah, and and I think that is great. When the company gets bigger, you have to change a bit. I was willing to step back, and and I think you have to know when it's your turn to step back. What's something um, super important, or something that you learned that's helped you um, just be successful in what you do in business? Probably the biggest lesson over the past twenty four months, where we've went from you know, a million to quadruple that. And, you know, there's no end in sight is just the relentless pursuit, right? It's going into everything with a mindset of growth. Everything is not always going to go perfectly as you know, and your listeners know, but if we can learn from every lesson, whether it's good or hard, we give ourselves the opportunity to continue that path forward, to continue that growth. Most people quit far too soon, right? I, I worked 10 years to um, to reach the year that finally changed my life forever, like a lot of entrepreneurs do. It's steady, 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 and all of a sudden everything clicks, and it's like the bamboo plant that stays under the ground for however many years and then shoots up. So I think a lot of people stop three feet from gold. I think a lot of people give up on their dreams maybe a second or a year or two years too early. So um, for all you entrepreneurs and, and business owners out there, it's really going to be a game of endurance. It's going to be a game of persistence. It's ultimately going to be a game of turning up the dial on your desire and being willing 
and, and willing to invest into yourself and make sure that you can acquire both a mindset and skill set. Because when you invest in yourself, nobody can take it from you and the sky's the limit. What are your like uh, top three? Like, what are your core values that drive you every day? Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Loyal strength. <laughs> loyalty. loyalty is not something you say. Loyalty, always say what you say you're going to do. Like, literally, I had a meeting with a billionaire and it was going over, and I told him I had to leave. And they're like, JT, we're in the middle. I'm like, I gave my word, and I understand the value of your time and what you have here, and you schedule that. It's respect. I'm like, we'll do it later. He goes, it's going to be hard to get six of us together. I'm like, yes. Yeah. All right, it's my word. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to say to this guy, just like anyone, a lot of people wouldn't do that. Loyalty is not something you say, it's something you do. And also to stop talking about it, get it done. It was the first business advice I have. Everybody wants to do that. And then here's the thing, follow up and follow through. All the fortune is in the follow up and follow through. And then remember, success is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. So, uh, it, you know, when you want it bad enough, you will do whatever it takes. What are some of the things that you've utilized that we can apply now today? It depends on much attention you give to uh, a negative mindset. It depends mm. on much attention you give it. And sometimes, we, what it is, I, I, it's like a, it's it's like a song. It's like a I don't know. Say cha cha slide, a song that comes on. People know the dance to, right? As soon as the right. music starts, they just start dancing to it. That's dancing, by the way. That's an English dance. English dancing. <laughs> and uh, and what happens is, is then we dance to the song, and then then we get out of it, right? We get out the end of it. It's like changing the record in your mind because what we do is sometimes we think something and then we get we get the we, we follow the lyrics we follow the rhythm we follow the sound and then we end up dancing to it and then we stop dancing to it and they say oh you are yeah yeah I was really anxious about that and then boom the song will come on again and then you'll start dancing to it. It's about trying to put, pulling yourself back a little bit and going hang on a minute no. It's no, I'm not doing that. I'm not bothering with it all. You can because your mind speaks to you. It does. It does speak. Mm. You know, it's the way of, unless you have voices in your head, which uh, good luck with that. But I mean, if, if you're getting this sort of, you know, you started to do it, you've got to question it because we don't question it with different language. We seem to go along with it because it's our narrative. It's our story. We think right. that's our story. That's how it should be. Whereas, in all honesty, the story the story can be changed just by you interrupting the story. You know, if you went once upon a time. Uh, say once upon a time there were three bears what about once upon a time there were seven bears and then your mind will go seven bears there wasn't seven there was three well was there really three because we don't know if there's three do you understand it's changing the narrative yeah. it's interrupting the narrative of your life and I believe that's what people don't do and then when they get you know they get businesses they get so successful I mean I've got some great clients uh, who are mega successful as you'd say in monetary terms but I've seen them very unhappy you know, some of them in tears, however, because you're just like, they're just like, they're not happy in here. They've not really sold things that are in the past. Trinkets, that, you know, you can be wealthy, but you, you're, right. you're not healthy here. If you're not solving yeah. the, the the bullying, the kid that got bullied or the person whose mum left or the tragedy or something that's happened in their lives, they still carry that narrative. So they could stand at the, like we said earlier, stand at the top of Mount Everest and get to the top. You've climbed all the way. You've, you've got where you wanted to get in the top of your pinnacle of your game. And then you just go, yeah, and walk back down again. Do you understand? Right. So you're chasing something, this, this secret of happiness, yet it's in between your ears that where you'll, if you solve that as well, then exponentially it'll be incredible for you. And what are, I guess, a lot of times people that have it, or, you know, we have that and we're like, oh, we're not sure that we have that. <laughs> uh, what's just something you want to let everybody know? You know, I, I think as you, as you go through life, your greatest joys and your greatest sorrows will come within the walls of your own home. And so 
I think I think maintaining really high performance means to perform consistently over the long run while maintaining well-being, which is mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and positive relationships. So I think that I, I want everybody listening here is that always remember that people are always going to be more important than things at the end of the day. Mm. As soon as you forget that, then you, it's hard to be a high performer because it's not, it's the most important. It's like, what do people say about you behind your back? It's not who you know, it's who knows you and what they think about you. So think about that, that people are more important than things, your reputation, you know, that's where your most value is going to come from is that just, just ensure that you, you, you be careful with burning too many bridges as you go through your career. Cause I think that's where I'm finding the saddest people that have a lot of wealth but don't have a good health and don't have deep, meaningful relationships. So that's, I'm going to leave it on that, man. People are more important than things. There are qualities that we can build within ourselves that I feel always can improve our chances of success. People say, man, you got lucky. And I remember for years after herbal ecstasy, I thought, man, billion dollars in revenue, all this fame, all this wealth, I just got lucky. I was at the right place at the right time. And then I slapped myself in the face one way or another. And I, I think bullshit. I made my own success. We notice the 15 seconds that it takes to do a uh, suture in someone's heart, but we don't realize the 25 plus years of experience that surgeon had to know how to cut it. So it only takes 15 seconds or 15 minutes or however long that takes. Right. Obviously, I don't know anything about heart surgery, as you can tell. I'm sophistication of a chimpanzee when it comes to medical stuff. But my point, I think, should be, should be well-received, that at the end of the day, it's really, it really comes down to your mindset and your unwavering belief in yourself, especially, especially when other people don't believe in you. One of the worst parts about being an entrepreneur or being an artist and being creative is that sooner or later, you're going to find yourself in a prison of your own creation. Every writer ends up in a book where you're like, oh my God, I'm in the middle of a book I hate. I mean, it was my idea. I sold it. This is my dream. And holy right. crap, I hate this freaking book. And I'm stuck. I'm on deadline. I got to feed my, like, oh my God, I got years here. I like every profession, every, every entrepreneur I've ever met is like, oh my God, this is my dream company. I'm working, I'm, I'm working with the best people I know. And like, I've got no life and I, and, and yeah, well, yeah. That, that's the dark side of flow. That's the dark side of passion. And that's why like you have to train up the grit skills when the time is right. Cause when that happens, that's a really, that's like, to me, that's the weirdest form of burnout and I, it's not everybody but entrepreneurs get it right where you're like oh my god i built my own prison what the mm -hmm. right life is full of contrast right we're in a experience where there's polarity that's another one of the laws where there's you know if there's up there's down if there's left there's right there's in there out we're always going to have some kind of polarity and some type of contrast and that's the beauty of it is that when you have some kind of contrast meaning something you don't want in your experience the opposite of that is not only a possibility, but it already exists. 
And if we can shift the energy from the lack into the abundance or the fulfillment of what we want, whether it's more money, more, you know, more love, more success, whatever it is, that possibility is not only a possibility, it's an inevitability. And if you shift, then shift in your energy and your mindset and what you say, like we talked about with watch your words, then you're going to find that your life is reflecting something very, very different to you. I believe leadership starts from within. If we don't understand who we are, if we have our own fears and aspiration for perfection and afraid of making mistakes and always following the rules, we're not going to be able to be effective leaders. And also, in order for us to influence our team, we need to realize that our team members most likely have their own vases. So how can we inspire them and coach them and guide them as they are trying to deal with these limitations, whether they are in external or internal? How do you make more in 12 weeks than you made in the last 12 months while also winning back one to three hours a day in 48 weeks per year? It's so important, not just the money, right? Everybody, of course, focuses on money, right? We're entrepreneurs, we want to make money, sure. we want to make profit, obviously. But really, there's four elements that I talk about of actually living a freedom lifestyle, and that is time, energy, relationships, and money. If you don't have a balance mm. of time, energy, relationships, and money, uh, in, you know, in my opinion, you don't have a freedom lifestyle. I mean, I'll give you an example. Imagine if I gave you a million dollars and I said, okay, here's a million dollars and you don't, you don't get any time to enjoy it. Does that sound like a good deal? And you're like, that doesn't sound that great. Okay, imagine yeah. if I give you a million dollars and you have to be miserable all the time and you, you never have any energy. That doesn't sound like it, right? Imagine you have a million dollars and you have nobody to enjoy it with. That still doesn't sound so great, right? So do you see what I mean? It sounds so obvious when I say it that way, but people forget, right? We would just get so caught up in the hustling, grinding, and you know, be on that hamster wheel on the treadmill. And I'm like, listen, we got to take a breath here. We got to remember, life is about more than money, but money is important. Of course, it's very important, right? But it's just one sure. of the four elements of that freedom lifestyle, time, energy, relationships, and money. One of the big reasons we don't sleep is anxiety about sleeping. So you, does it sound familiar? You wake up at 2 a.m., you look at the clock and you're like, oh, shit, like it's 2 a.m. I need to go right. to sleep now. How am I going to get back to sleep? And then you start rolling around with that anxiety about not sleeping and then you're really not sleeping and then you're creating more and more stories in your mind. So when you're able to learn through processes like meditation to let go of the anxiety around something to simply accept like, yeah, I woke up, I opened my eyes, big deal. It's much easier to close your eyes and fall back asleep. Talk to a stranger every day. Hmm. Start to just, just say hi, introduce yourself, pay him a compliment and walk away. Just don't go to bed without having done it every single day. And you'll start to build that boldness muscle and you'll say, wow, I'm starting to get it. I'm getting that whatever happens, they don't smile back or they say hi, or it turns into a 45 minute conversation, which I just did this recently. It, you know, just not having a, a long, anticipating a long conversation. I got into an hour long conversation with this very attractive young woman. And just cause I, I offered her a compliment, but I had no agenda. My agenda right. was to offer the compliment and that was it. I call it a drive-by compliment. So <laughs> talk to a stranger every day with no agenda. And that will start to build your muscle. I am Josh Felbert. You are watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary. 
Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube. 